Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Gambling! Yeah! We're old and stinky like The Undertaker. Yes, The Undertaker is coming back again. I know, it's so lame. He's going to take on CM Punk. I don't know, I think CM Punk's going to win. I think The Undertaker's streak ends at 20 WrestleMania victories. Well, you'd, th you'd think so. But I don't know, I, I just have this feeling that like he wrote into his contract long ago and, and like signed with his own blood or the blood of Paul Bearer who just died sadly yes. Undertaker I know oh my Undertaker <laughs> oh man um no I I really think he's gonna shock the world and win uh, even though you know CM Punk deserves it he's great awesome wrestler but uh, I, if you, I, you want to see the greatest Paul Bearer video Google Paul Bearer Regis and Kathy Lee, 1994. Seriously? To see him on Regis and Kathy Lee <gasps> is in character is hysterical. <laughs> it's so he just keeps giving weird looks to Regis the whole time. Well, anytime, anytime, I mean, Paul Bear is my favorite <coughs> wrestling manager of all time <laughs> because I mean, he he's just like he's just amazing. Like whenever whenever he can get like in front of the camera, like he'll just like put on these astounding faces. Like he was photobombing like wrestling matches before it was a thing. That's true. What what was it? Was it like a, a rodent that was doing that? What's the rodent meme? The rodent? You know, yeah. like the. Dun, dun, dun. I have no idea what that is. Remember, it was like a gopher or something where he's got like that terrified face. He like spins oh, and yes. looks at the camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, uh, the. I don't know. Yeah, no, he's like a groundhog. It's on the yeah. some Japanese TV show. That's basically the Paul Bearer face. Yes, absolutely. I was watching some classic match a couple years ago, and just like Paul Bearer just like spins on like in front of the camera, just <laughs> <laughs> no. But I think that I mean Undertaker. He got twenty straight wins at WrestleMania. It was yeah. a good number. But I think he's going to lose this one because he hasn't been going up against the top talent. And CM Punk is top talent. And CM Punk, if he like breaks all of Undertaker's bones, it will cement him as like number one mega heel of the last five years. I don't know. I mean, yes, I'm all for CM Punk winning, but I just don't think it's going to happen because Undertaker has taken like the like the craziest bumps and like the most real world damage out of both of them. There was one match uh, a couple a couple years ago where uh, under Undy's um, pyro misfired. Mm -hmm. uh, it was it was him going into one of those one of those matches where like you're in like a glass cage, uh, unbreakable bulletproof glass that always seems to shatter. Yes. Uh, and there's there's four dudes. Uh, I forget what it's called. Uh, that type of match. But Undertaker's pyro misfired, and all of a sudden you see him running down to the ring like he's you know very out of character, uh, just like running down to the ring, throws himself into the glass cage, and you see his flesh is like pink, yeah. and he's like ah. Uh, you know, just the face, and he's the last dude to come out of his his uh, bulletproof uh, glass cage. And the whole time they keep coming, cutting back to him, like, "Oh, I feel so bad for you, dude. You just got like second degree burns, and you have to like wait to wrestle so you can get out of there." But here's the thing: Ric Flair's last match in the WWE retirement match was a defeat on the hand by the hands of Shawn Michaels. Shawn mm -hmm. Michaels' last match retirement was at the hand of the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And then The Undertaker beat Triple H last year, which was supposed to be Triple H's last match, but he runs the league, so he put himself back into it. So it's time for The Undertaker to, 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 you know, to be taken out also. You know, he's not better than all those guys. 
No, it's true, and you know, you always want to do a transfer of power, you know, like like what was supposed to happen, where uh, the Ultimate Warrior beats Hulk Hogan yeah. for the first time. You the know, best, where... the best thing he could he could do is to put CM Punk over. But at the same time, I have to. I believe, Eric. I believe in the power of the Undertaker. I know he's made a deal with the devil, and that's why he's been winning, and that's why he's twenty and zero. It's not because uh, WWE creative willed it. It's because somebody put like mind spiders, like Galobulus, uh, <laughs> into their little pillows at night, and they're like, "Dude, I got a great idea. He won't lose ever." I, I just think he got his twenty victories, and now he's got to lose so CM Punk can be the ultimate heel. It's just so lame. I hope they're giving him a ton of money if he's gonna job to CM Punk because it's like twenty and oh, you just can't beat that. Yeah, but he also hasn't wrestled since last WrestleMania. So I I know, and that that was the whole thing. It was like he did twenty and oh, and you're like, okay. 20 years, 20 WrestleManias, you were awesome. People thought you were awesome enough to win all those times uh, at 20 and 0, and then he basically retired. Yeah, and, and so now he's he, come he back needs to lose now. I know, it's just so, I just don't want to see him, like, I don't want to see his record be like 20 and 1. You know, oh, I do. That's lame. You should have seen, it was it was uh, Senior Citizen Night on, Wrestle, on Raw <laughs> last week. Yeah. <laughs> so they brought back Sergeant Slaughter. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, God. The Nature Boy Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> Even the New Age Outlaws, which are now old. Oh, out, no. <laughs> old Outlaws. The New Age Outlaws? But, really? The Road Dog? The Road and, Dog, Jesse James. And the Mr. badass Ass. Billy Gunn. Yeah. That haven't wrestled since 2000. No. Well, I mean, no, they have. And Hacksaw Jim Duggan has, too. In fact, this, um, you know, I have, I have friends who have friends who are wrestlers. Uh, there's this great guy, I forget his name, who's like this white, this big white dude who uh, his whole gimmick is that like he's gone over, he's like, he's become like an American terrorist and he has like, you know, the Saudi flag or whatever. He fought Hacksaw Jim Duggan. That's at, awesome. Like, like two weeks ago, I think. <laughs> <laughs> a, you know, I was just, I was just, uh, I went to the zoo today. Yes. And as I was driving to the zoo... I passed by like some VFW or something, mm. <laughs> some uh, some Moose Lodge, and it said that there was wrestling tonight. Yes, I, I think I think it was said it was like VCW wrestling or something. <laughs> the Veterans League? What? I don't, I don't know. I just want to go in there, but no, the, the Honky Tonk Man showed up and put his guitar through someone's face. It was awesome. Nice, nice. Well, I hope those uh. <laughs> I hope those honky-tonk guitars aren't expensive, man, because I think he has to, like, put one in somebody's face every night. It was awesome. That's the thing. Like, if I show up to see the honky-tonk man and he doesn't destroy somebody with a guitar, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. So, later on in our episode, we're going to talk about Robot Combat League, Young Justice, Loiter Squad, Star Wars. But first, mm. Chad had a baby. It's right. I thought, you know, like, this world could use more of me, so I, I cloned myself. Yes. And, and my wife sort of helped, too. No, but really, it was like, it was awesome. We've been looking forward to this event for a long time. And I tell you, Eric, everything lined up. It was craziest birth story ever. Don't care. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> so, no, no, I, I'm just going to make all the ladies. I'm just going to make all the. I, I, I'm going to make all the ladies jealous. Here we go. The baby came out in 30 minutes. And that yes. was. That Chad's, was, Chad's offspring is like a microwave dinner. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, exactly, dude. It was like, it was like, got to the hospital, boom, out, done. It's yes. like all the, all those, all those hours staring into the Mario Kart Championship trophy, mm -hmm. really paid off. Now, 
It came out in 30 minutes because it was one of those alien chest bursters, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> just like came out and like scurried across the room. Yeah, basically. I mean, like, there's there's a thing called a breast crawl, you know, where like you put the baby on your chest and he like yes, over to your to your boob so he can suckle at it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think he did. Uh, we were like we, uh, <laughs> going into it. I was like, we're not gonna do that. That's kind of unfair. Make the newborn child like crawl over, like make him work. No, but when he when he came out, he was like all white. They have like they're covered in, like this white material. They make it all these weird gurgly noises. They do really do like little like they look like a chest burster, like a little crazy alien thing. The when babies first come out of vaginas, they yes. uh, they basically look like Neo when he took the pill <laughs> and woke up in real world Earth. Yes, they come out all that like gross fluid, and they got like <laughs> shit connected to the back of their heads. That's and right. Stuff, and then like some robot looks at them and flushes them. <laughs> And then they're like, oh, why do my, all my muscles hurt? Because you haven't used them before. That's right. And then, you know, if you're lucky, like with me and my kid, I stuck a USB port into his head and uploaded karate. <laughs> and now he's a master. That's right. Well, he came out and he was like, I know how to kick really well. Let me yeah. show you. Eh, eh, eh. Although I feel like, well, the, the whole time the babies are in their womb, they're either like lazy and just hanging out doing nothing or they're learning how to kick really hard. Yes. Our our baby could kick super hard. He was so, pun punishing one, the mother. For once your months. kid is uh, two and a half years old, yes. What video games are you gonna start him on? <laughs> well, video games. I mean, I don't even know, man. Video games. Video games and, and me right now. Like I've been going like retro. Yeah. You know, like if if you're not getting like i iPad iPhone games, you know, I'm just like delving into the 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 darkest depths. Because right now it's like uh, since the baby was born, I haven't really like. I kind of said goodbye to Minecraft. I'm like, all right, all right. It was awesome. I was on this new server. I was on this I am Daddy uh, server, like making an awesome temple with snake heads and giant obsidian baby things. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that was cool. That was awesome. I enjoyed it. It was great. I would I would recommend that to anybody because it just totally enhanced the Minecraft experience. Playing on a server with like new rules. It was cool. And there was like malls where you could like buy all your stuff, and they give you 200 bucks a day. Just for, you know, like, voting for them. So it was great. Mm. Um, no, but uh, now I'm just like, eh, you know, I'm kind of done with that. Now that the baby's here, and I'm, like, 100% baby-focused. So I went into, um, uh, I went back and played, started playing a game I've always wanted to play, which is uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords. Oh. Yeah, so it's this old uh, Xbox game. Everybody just, like, slobs on the Bioware's knob for, uh, for the Knights of the Old Republic games. Uh, which are affectionately called Cooter and Cooter Two, because <laughs> the acronym. So, so I'm playing Cooter Two. It's kind of like it's exactly what I need it to be, which is like it's Star Wars, but it takes place, um, I guess, after the Jedi Civil War, which is cool. There's not mm -hmm. many Jedi's, Jedi's around, but um, I, I had the ending to Number One spoiled for me. Uh, which spoiler alert. Uh, you're really you're really playing the first uh, Cooter game as like a you're like a Sith Lord that's been like mind wiped, so uh, that is pretty cool. Like you you kind of learn that towards the end of the game. So I'm like ah screw that, you know. Like they learned the lessons for the first game. They're implementing new stuff into the second. So I'm starting fresh game number two, and already it's kind of fun. I'm playing on my Mac. I kind of have a problem which a lot of people have uh, playing these games now on on Macs, which is like. Um, at the end of combat, which is like, uh, you know, it's a third-person, uh, like, action RPG. You know, like a mm -hmm. new-school uh, Western RPG. 
with lots of like branching paths, uh, different endings. I'm assuming, and depending on your um, on your choices of what you say to talk to people, like they can have different uh, relationships with you. Not like sleeping with you relationships, I think, but it's more just like who's on your side, who's a dick, who do you piss off? Mm. You know, are you a good Jedi or are you are you an evil Sith? You can go either way. But uh, every every time I'm at the end of battle, which happens a lot, which is great. Um, my character just freezes in place. It's a strange little Mac bug that happens. And so at, at the end, end of every battle, you'll freeze. I can go into inventory. I can, like, look around, but I can't move. It's like I'm frozen. So mm. so the workaround is you'd have to, like, if there's any corpse or anything, like, close enough for you to, like, touch, for your character to, like, walk over and touch it, it usually breaks it, or uh, I can, like, quick save and then quick load, which takes, like, ten seconds to do. And then I'll break it out. But sadly, then, like, the corpses of your dead victims will have disappeared, so you can't really loot them. Mm. But so far, I'm about, like, two hours in. It's pretty fun. I mean, it's scratching, like, a Star Wars itch. And I've always heard these games were pretty good. You know who would make the greatest Jedi of all time? Who's that? Snake Eyes. <laughs> Come on. Wouldn't yes. Snake Eyes be the greatest Jedi? First of all, he looks badass. He's a hero. Okay. He's all black. He's got a knight visor. Mm-hmm. Just just switch his uh his ninja swords out with uh, lightsabers. Right. I mean, I can see that. I mean, why wasn't there a Jedi who was like that? Who was like, didn't care to talk to anybody for whatever reason. Just like, was an all-around badass. I mean, Snake Eyes with force powers would be crazy. They would be the best Jedi is the ones that don't talk. What if, it, what if he just didn't use the, like... Force push or force whatever, you know. What if he was just like all lightsaber all the time? Well, and the good thing is, is Snake Eyes, he was never listed as a ninja in the early G.I. Joe. He was listed mm-hmm. as a commando oh. because he also shot his gun all the time. Yes. So Snake Eyes is a Jedi. He'd have his lightsabers, but he also have a blaster. He'd yeah, be like Luke Skywalker and Han Solo combined. I mean, you know, I never really understood, you know, why in the prequels um, uh, Obi-Wan was like, Ugh, blasters, so uncivilized, bleh. Because anyone can pull a trigger, and they're just Jedi or elitists that think, you know, only a couple people can really wield a lightsaber correctly, so I, I think they're stupid elitist, that way. I think that's but, elitist scum, man. I mean, because Jedi got killed by blasters a lot. <laughs> so it's like, you know, don't don't turn your nose up that much, because you guys get fried by them. I don't know. I think that's like, you know, ancient samurais, you'd think that they would only use, like, their samurai swords, Right. But really, uh, historically, like, they use spears all the effing time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, samurai were on horseback with spears, and that was it. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just like uh, like medieval knights. You know, like, sure, like, you know, they'd have a sword, but that's only for when you get knocked off your horse. I feel like every Jedi should have come equipped with big rubber gloves, <laughs> just in case Sith lightning would come at them. <laughs> You know, Yoda, Yoda stupidly showed us in the prequels that all you need to know is level up your character enough to where you can do the lightning absorbo reflecto move. Yeah, I'll catch that shit. But yeah, man, just have some big, just have a big, big rubber suit. Then uh, your Sith lightning don't do shit. I know. And you think you'd have to do like some kind of like, I don't know, some Sith sexual deviant maneuver to like, uh, I don't know, spasm you out of like that lead suit you're in. Uh, all right, here's a good question for you. This is, I'm surprised I never thought of this before. I was watching Comic Book Men okay. on A&E, and mm-hmm. they had this question in the first 30 seconds of the uh, the show, like the cold open. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, I, I could talk about this a lot longer than 30 seconds. The question was, 
in the very first Star Wars movie, A New Hope. Yeah, I, I, which I, I just watched the original, the unaltered original. Okay. Obi-Wan fights Darth Vader on the Death Star. Mm. Sacrifices himself. Yes. Can Obi-Wan win that fight? Oh. I mean, he gives up. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, he sees Luke and them about to get on the Falcon. He sees the stormtroopers coming over to get him. And then he lets Vader kill him so that they don't have to worry about trying to, like, get him on the ship with them. You know, kind of freeze them to leave. But let's say circumstances are different. Luke's not getting on the Falcon yet. Can Obi-Wan win that fight? Oh, or what if what if Luke stupidly fell into the gigantic hole that's, like, right in the middle of that uh, hangar? And he's like, oh, fuck, and died on, like, a spike. No, don't change the question. That's stupid. Well, no, I'm just saying. Can like, Obi Wan win that fight? Can, can he let's win say, the fight? Let's say he needs to win the fight. Well, well, you know, like earlier, earlier in that movie, like when he's when when Obi Wan splits off from everybody, Darth Vader himself says to um, uh, who, who is Tarkin? His, Tarkin. Say, yeah, to Grandmar Tarkin, he says, uh, "Escape is not his plan." So, like, I don't know if it's like force, uh, force precog or whatever, but like. You know, Vader knows that Obi Wan is just there to die. You know? No, 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 no. He didn't. He didn't say escape is not his plan to die. He said he means to go seek out Darth Vader. Or you know, he just wanted to get the other guys off, but he was kind of he was there to like sacrifice himself to make sure that Luke and everybody got off. Yeah, I don't know. When he says escape is not my plan, I really just means like he's here to fight. Mm. He's not here to get away. Like it's like he, you know, they kind of got captured by accident, but it was Obi Wan's plan. After Alderaan got smashed, like he was like, "Yeah, this is what I need to do." So that that's how I interpret it. I mean, the the Obi Wan that we saw in the beginning of the movie, like the the bar and Tatooine makes like has like so many badasses in it, you know. Mm-hmm. And and Obi Wan is like the baddest badass of them all, you know. Like Han Solo, kind of like you know, kills uh, Greedo really quickly and awesomely, you know, and stealthily without him even knowing. Mm-hmm. But like Obi Wan Kenobi tries to peacefully like. You know, uh, dissolve the situation that's happening between uh, what's uh, what are those two guys' names? And Luke, uh, where cares? where he's like, he's like, yo, wait, it's like it's like uh, Elephant Man or something. Yeah, <laughs> and the dude with the weird nose. Yeah, he just like he tries to peacefully resolve it, and then when that doesn't happen, a blaster comes out. He's like, yeah. done. He was. So, uh, I'm he just was I'm just wondering because I mean, like you know, Darth Vader. It's not like he had a ton of awesome moves in that first one either. He hadn't lightsaber fought anyone for a while. I mean, I mean, you never know. I mean, he, maybe he'd just been, like, choking people for a couple decades. Yeah, he hasn't really had to really lightsaber people in a while. You know, he's <laughs> on the other side of his prime. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, when I read the original book, yeah, when I was a kid, they do make a mention that Obi-Wan is, you know, his, his strength is kind of failing. Oh, wow. Like, Darth Vader does this. You kind of see it in this one part where Darth Vader kind of makes this, all these lunges and gets really close to him. He's like, yeah. Like, uh, Darth Vader start, uh, started some move, and it was like this move that once you start, it's like it's like when you've got three checkers in a row and connect four and both sides are open. <laughs> like, there's no way to, to stop yourself from losing. Yes. So Darth Vader does this maneuver, and, like, Obi-Wan's like, fuck. Like, it ends badly, and he just manages to get out of it and stuff. Hmm. So... They allude that he's probably going to lose this fight, but I'm. I want to know what you think. Like, like I, I, I don't know. I, I think that Obi Wan has just enough guile that he might have been able to just fucking kill Vader right then. See, I think, I think, I think he had enough force power to kind of like mess with stormtroopers and pull off the like the stealth mission 
and then sacrifice himself to Vader, but I don't think he had enough strength to take on Vader, and, and Vader knew it because of, like, his, his Force precognition stuff, and he could size him up pretty well. I mean, mm-hmm. Vader was just messing with him. You know, well, he's he's like, he's like, you know, I was a student, now I'm the master, give up. You know, he's, 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 he knows that Ben Kenobi can't hack it anymore. But see, bad guys trash talk, and sometimes, like, uh, the ones that aren't confident enough try to, like, talk you off your game. Hmm. You know, like, that's just classic basketball strategy right there. Oh, you're fucking weak. Oh, <laughs> I'm the master now. You're the student. You know, just trying to mess with your head. Yeah, but, you know, but you know, Obi-Wan never after that came back and, like, showed him up. You know, like, if it was basketball, Obi-Wan would have been like, oh, yeah, here we go, shake and bake, and, like, throw the ball through his legs and, like, slam dunk it. You know no, I mean? Obi-Wan did, did come back. He was like, tough, even if you kill me. <laughs> I'll come back stronger than you can even imagine, bitch. And he was like, so if I win, then you win? Well, I'm just saying he was like, he just took the trash talk and just, you know, he just brushed it off his shoulder. Like, please, that's the best you got. No, I'm thinking, or so what about this? So he Mm. puts his guard straight up to let Darth Vader sacrifice himself. Darth Vader does like this, like, t-ball baseball swing <laughs> and cuts him in half so basically when darth vader revs up to do that obi-wan just has to take the tip of his legs and go right through his face yeah that was kind of that was kind of strange that whole thing <laughs> it's like he forgot that he was holding a sword or that he could just like go for any part of him you know yeah. any any kind of sword etiquette and he just like robotically like Meow. But like he holds it straight up and darth vader's like well if you're gonna give it to me i'm gonna take it but yeah. as he does that like, that's the ultimate gotcha. Like, Darth Vader lowers his guard because he puts uh, both hands, a two-handed sideways slash. As he's in the middle of that, Obi-Wan has got his lightsaber right in front of him and just has to go, I knifed you, right through his face. <laughs> Ends it right there. Like, what a boss move. Like, he looks like he's giving up. He's like, nope, gotcha, bitch. Done. You done, son. Well, see, if... if- you are my brother, Anakin. <laughs> yeah. No, see, I think if Obi-Wan... Uh, Obi-Wan in that moment seemed like a total ninja. You know, he's he looks like he's going to give up, but like at the last second, if it was like an anime, Darth Vader would have realized that he had cut into like a piece of wood and then Obi-Wan was like right behind him with a lightsaber. Cha-cha! Decoy! I'm telling you, Obi-Wan's still a crafty bastard. I think he could have won that fight. I think he just should have applied himself, but he was old and tired and... It's just, it's once again, Obi-Wan has failed. It's like, it's your fault that Darth Vader was around to kill all these people because you didn't finish him in the lava pit. And right here, you could have finished him again, and you didn't. So, obviously, he went to the Yoda school of making terrible Jedi decisions. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yoda's just like, well, I lost. Uh, I guess I'll go to a planet and just sit around doing fucking nothing forever. Yeah, I I lost this match. (laughs) I will never, ever, ever attempt this again, ever. It was silly. I mean, well, the prequels were stupid, but I think what was really dumb was, like, Obi-Wan's, like, was like, Anakin, I'm sorry that I sliced your limbs off and that you're now just burning in agony. Oh, shit, it's the Emperor. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. He could have just force pushed him two feet farther back into lava. Or he could have killed him, right? And then he could have taken on the Emperor. You know, yeah, and I get, and I guess he thought that Anakin was gonna die because I mean he did just get torched. But it's like even though you hate Anakin now, it's like it's kind of dick move leaving him to suffer. You should have just finished him real quick in your lightsaber. I think I thought it was extremely stupid that the whole scene was set up so that Obi Wan lo- they thinks that Anakin's dead or going to die, and then just leaves him, but then he's actually dead. 
it was terrible retconning by Lucas, you know, because in the in the original trilogy, he says in the first movie, you know, Darth Vader killed your father, Luke, sorry. But then later he's like, yeah, sorry, you, what I meant was that he was actually dead, you know, like he... I mean, there was like there was some retconning done in the uh, in the prequels, I think, or excuse me, in the originals. But then it's like retconned again in the prequels. Well, and they had mentioned in the original book or whatever too that they did fight and that he did go into lava. And that's and that's totally fine, you know. But like the whole idea of like in the originals, like Darth Vader can sense that Ob- that Obi Wan is not there to escape. Escape is not his plan, and he knows they're gonna have a confrontation. But Obi Wan can't fucking tell if if Anakin. His best friend is dead or not? As he like runs away with his tail between his legs off a planet, it's yeah. it's just inconsistent. Yeah. Also, like Yoda's like, all right, there's two of us, there's two of them. Yo, let's just split up and each fight one. Here's a better <laughs> idea. Anakin's off on some planet doing who the who gives a shit? Why don't me and Obi Wan go and kill the Emperor now? Mm-hmm. Who's the boss? And then two on one. And then when Darth Vader come, Anakin comes back, we'll fucking kill him too. Two on one. You know, you know what I want to see is I want to see a new version of the Star Wars prequels where you can see George Lucas's hand clutching like a pen, coming in and and like scribbling people <coughs> out and like writing things. Like because like dude, Sam Jackson and the three best Jedi in the world show up, and that's not enough to take down the Emperor. But then Yoda, uh. the freaking I mean, I guess he's small, so that's kind of tough to. If you're in a fighting game, it's always hard to play against, like, a dwarf. But, like, one little guy, you know, like, is able to just, like, have this terror, terrific, terrible fight scene for, like, five minutes with him. Yeah, I mean, if you want to know more about that Sam Jackson, other three Jedi fight scene against the Emperor, go to jumpinpodcast.com and scroll down about six <laughs> months. I have a blog entry that dissects that frame by frame. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, the Kennedy assassination, the the work and detail I put into that. And I will, you know, it's a good read. I'm going to brag about myself. <laughs> it's a good read. No, it's true. It really, really breaks, really, it breaks down the shots. It's like, no, it's like Kennedy assassination, except it's extremely stupid. And you yeah. really point that out. Uh, well, so, anyways, I, I think Obi-Wan would have won I, if, I, if he implied himself. I, I don't think he would have. And I think that was his plan. He knew his time was out and he had just enough, like, left in him pass on the torch you know to do the little like lights out ceremony to turn himself into a force ghost you know so everything kind of lined up for him to do that no so he, i think it's so he, dumb he man uh, yet again he takes a risk there's an 18 year old force <laughs> novice that <laughs> you're supposed to teach and you're like no i'm just gonna ghost out of here it's like you can be <laughs> so much more help if you actually trained him face to face well it's like he didn't really know that all i mean if he, if or if not, he knew that Alderaan was gone. You know, he he was enacting the plan. The plan was take Luke to Alderaan, send him into the Resistance. Who knows? And then help the Resistance as a general from there. Right. Yeah, as soon as they get to yeah, Alderaan, but Luke, but Luke should have died fighting the Death Star. <laughs> like he barely survived the Death Star. Yeah. Uh, Darth Vader had him dead to rights. Which, by the way, wouldn't it have had him dead to rights if Obi Wan had just finished Darth Vader off? Earlier in the Death Star, you know, Luke should have been gunned down like everybody else in that fight. Like, Obi-Wan takes the greatest of... Like, he just didn't want the responsibility. He could have killed Darth Vader right there. Boom. No, but he couldn't. I'm, I'm, well, I, my perspective is, my opinion is, he couldn't, he didn't, and all he could do was exactly what he did, which is, like, sacrifice himself to make sure that Luke gets away. All right, well, 
uh, feel free, uh, Jump Maniacs, <laughs> jump in on our Facebook page mm-hmm. and uh, let us know what side you're on. If you think Darth Vader definitely was going to win that fight, or do you think Obi Wan had it in him? Yeah, or if he's just well, playing possum, robots are possum. Yes. <laughs> um, oh wait, here I, I wait. I yeah. got something. I got something. So I have a baby. He's about a week old now. So I was I was thinking before the baby happens, before the four the three thirty a.m. drive to the hospital. Uh, for the precipitous labor, uh, I was thinking, dude, what are the top five babies in video games? So <laughs> I I brought together a list, Eric, and uh, you know I've seen I've seen lists about like the top babies in video games. There are not many babies. Usually, when a baby is used in a video game, it's for like a horror game. You know, yeah, like, like it turns into a zombie on you, or or just like you know, baby cries when slowed down sound like psychotic. You know, I don't know if you ever heard like a slow down baby cry, but it sounds like the Joker at like four hundred pounds. It's mm. it's it's creepy. It's creepy. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I stayed away from that. Like, there's ba- like there's like demon babies that are unbaptized in like uh, Dante's Inferno with like knife arms, whatever. You know, um, there's um, there's the, these baby alien things in Dead Space. I didn't really dig Dead Space. Here's my top five babies in video games. So, okay. Number five. I don't know if you saw this, Eric, but uh, Babyface from Dynamite Heady on the, oh. on the Sega Genesis. There's this awesome Dynamite Heady has is just like a parade of amazing bosses because uh, it's by treasure and that's what they do. So there's this one boss that starts out as a baby and it's like um it's like a shoot a uh, shoot 'em up stage where you're like flying uh, as a plane, mm-hmm. sh- you know, shooting, dodging uh, projectiles, B- giant robot baby head shooting different stuff at you, and then once you defeat that form, the giant baby head explodes and splits open, and there's, like, uh, like a, I think it's, like, a man head or, like, a teenager head. So, like, he keeps aging. Every time you defeat a form of this boss, he ages. And mm. so then, like, he's, like, a man, like, older man, and then the, the last, the last uh, form is this, like, wrinkly-ass old, old man head. And you kill him by, like, he reaches out with an arm and grabs you, and it looks like he's going to crush you. And then at the last second, uh, you see his ghost leaving his body, and he just dies. He goes, eh, <laughs> dead. So, baby face. So, number four, the fetus of God from uh, Darkstalkers 3, colon, Vampire Savior. Wow. This is, this is a fighting game not too many people know about. Capcom is kind of, like, disavowed. Uh, but it's like all like all like classic movie monsters, but like animeified. Mm. So you got like vampires, zombies, uh, Doctor Frankenstein, like this Chinese ghost, succubus, all like fighting each other. It's pretty cool. But one stage in Vampire Savior, which is like the last title that they put out, I think it's like the boss stage. There's this giant red pulsating fetus in the background for no <laughs> for no reason. It's like you're inside this giant womb, and it's just like there hanging out, sleeping as you fight in front of it. And then if you, uh, when you win, it opens its eyes and emits this horrible cry, and it's just like freaky. But this, hmm. the stage is called Fetus of God. Yes. So number three, Shadow Mitsuo from Persona Four. Oh. So one of the greatest stages in all of video game history or maybe just all of rpg history is um your your persona 4 it's a murder mystery you're trying to find somebody who's killing people by putting them into tvs 
which is like <laughs> like a, some people in Persona 4 have the power to like touch a TV and turn it into a portal to like uh, another dimension. Mm-hmm. And somebody's killing people by like opening the portal, chucking people inside, and then after a few days of like torment, they're like killed off. And so you find a guy who's like this this video game otaku who you're pretty sure is the murderer, and you go in every every uh, level that you go into inside the TV is like themed to whoever's trapped inside the TV. And so you go into his uh, his world, and it's it's like eight bit everything. It's like you got this awesome video gamey eight bit theme. It's like everything is in like square blocks. All the enemies are video gamey, and then uh, the boss himself is like he's. It looks like he's from like three D dot heroes, and that like he just made of all these like different cubes. Every time you hit it, all the cubes kind of like fly apart for a second and then come back. Nice. But at some point, it went, once you like knock down the for the first stage of him which looks like it looks like um link like nes uh, link from uh, uh legend of zelda inside is like this baby this baby with like this freaky onion head and uh and, and when he sees when the old when the guy sees that that's like his true self is like this baby trapped inside like a video game he flips out and it's kind of this amazing kind of metaphor for uh, for gamers because aren't we all just like a bunch of whiny ass babies yeah you know what i mean yes. this this whole i mean then i'm just gonna go going right for five seconds but like this whole thing with sim city this week eric has been like just like the bandwagon effect with video games everybody has like last week it was aliens colonial marines everybody's just like dude it's the worst game ever oh my god the controversy all the developers is trying to pass around the blame everybody's talking about it making videos about how much it sucks it's just like beating a dead horse to death and now this week it's like SimCity. SimCity launched uh there's this always on drm that didn't work because all the servers are being overloaded everybody's like oh my god it sucks it's terrible everybody's making these videos about how terrible it is and it's like it's like the mass effect 3 you know protests all over again like the game gamers love to like latch on to something that they all deem is like terrible and then just grind it down into the ground anyway well they wouldn't have so much controversy if they just allowed nudity in SimCity. <laughs> I just wish they would take SimCity and combine it with Sin City oh. and adapt the movie and make that into what you get to build. And then you have, like, you know, Clive Owen narrating as he walks around the streets protecting <laughs> hookers. Why not just That'd make, be uh, awesome. Why, why not just have, like, a GTA game where you build you build the city? I'm telling you, man. Sim, Sin City. That Boom, awesome. right there. Look at that game. I dig that. That sounds That's like, what needs to be. That sounds like way more fun than the one that was just released. <laughs> and uh, and like yeah, so when you build Sim Sin City, it's all in black and white, mm-hmm. except for some of the like really popular characters. Of course, and then there would be red, or maybe like Boom. there's like a red light district, or that yellow dude with no dick. Well, <laughs> he gets his dick ripped off twice. Yeah, take that. Aha. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, man. Sim Sin City. Let's do it. You know what? Hey, you, oh, dude. Speaking of, of, of SimCity, so in the movie slash comic book, uh, Bruce Willis's character, Detective Hardigan, fakes a heart attack at the worst possible second so that the yellow dude will come close enough to where he can grab his his prosthetic dick and rip it off and get revenge. Yeah. Dude, Obi-Wan should have done the same fucking thing. He should have been like, oh, 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 my heart, oh, fuck, oh, and just doubled over where Darth Vader like, comes close enough and then, cha-cha, get him with the lightsaber. <laughs> 
I had like a real heart attack when I saw how hot Jessica Alba was. Oh yeah. Dancing in that like cowgirl outfit. I was like, holy shit. Yep. Oh my god. I'm so glad the movie theater is dark. The whole thing was like kind of crazy because like Hardigan really has this great special relationship with this girl who was like nine when he, when he saved her, and now she's like twenty one, and she's like, I know <laughs> she's like the last time you saw me was a little girl. Let's bang. <laughs> that that's a great, you know, that is a great quandary right there. Mm-hmm. What if you know a nine year old, and then you don't see them again, but you leave a good impression on them, and then they're twenty one and they want to have sex with you, but by that point you're like fifty. Yeah. What do you do? I mean, you got to be thinking you're 50, so you ain't getting anything like that, and you haven't gotten anything <laughs> like that in decades, mm-hmm. unless you paid for it. <laughs> yeah. And this chick's throwing it at you, but at the same time, you're still picturing as a nine-year-old in your head, like, what do you do? I don't know. I think I think you did a good job, Cardigan, of, of like really asking her, just like, dude, why don't, why don't you just have like a normal relationship with like a 20-year-old? Why do you need to be like all after grandpa? Well, she's like, look at me. I'm like stripping on a bar. Like, clearly I'm not, you know, smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, then there's poor Brittany Murphy dating dating a cop in the movie who is like the total opposite of Hardigan. He was a dick. So anyway, anyway. I'd say you just got to go for it. Oh, of course. And he did. Well, after she like no, convinced him. No, he didn't go for it. Yeah, well, towards the end of the movie, he did. He's like, fuck it. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he rejected her. No, I mean, he, he did up until, I think, the end, and then they drove away together, and he's like, now we're going to bang, because I almost died three times saving her ass. Oh, yeah, I thought he died at the end. Didn't he get shot a bunch of times at the end? Oh, no, no, you're right. No, he, he sent he sent her off to uh, go call the police and shot himself in the head. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. But he's back in the second one, though, I think. Yeah, but the second one is, like, before then. So he does, oh, he, good. No, he doesn't Although get Jessica brain... Alba won't be quite as hot, but... He doesn't get brain surgery again. Yeah, and sadly, Brittany Murphy will be not will not be in Sin City two or Happy Feet three. I don't think she was in Happy Feet two actually. Uh, it's too bad that Brittany Brittany Murphy died. You, you never want anyone dying young. That said, she was a shitty actress. I'm sorry, she was terrible. She was terrible in everything she ever did, except maybe Clueless. Was she? Oh yeah, no, she wasn't Clueless. I hate yeah, to speak ill of the dead. <laughs> you know, don't do it, Eric. But... Paul Bear is gonna come visit you. Oh, Paul Bear was a better actor than Britney Murphy ever was. He'll come out and he'd be like, Paul, Britney Murphy! Paul Bear should have been in Sin City instead of her. Paul, <laughs> Paul Bear should have been in an Aston Kutcher movie with Britney Murphy. <laughs> oh, Aston Kutcher! <laughs> I can just see Paul, Bear, Paul Bear should have been in that movie with Britney Murphy was in where she was a nanny to that little girl who's in all the movies. <laughs> Wait, wait. What about what about um? What he should have taken on Jessica Alba's role in Honey, where he like plays like a dance choreographer up and coming in New York City. <laughs> oh, we're talking about Brittany Murphy roles. That was Jessica Alba roles. I know. I don't. Where know. Where are you going, Chad? Wait, no, no, no. He should have been in Eighth Mile. That's right, making out with Eminem, all sexy in the back of yeah. the factory. Yeah, rabbits, <laughs> rabbits. You can't let the city get you down. It's a metaphor. My name is Alice. <laughs> Let's bang on this car. Oh man, <laughs> I mean seriously, that was like I, I was like I felt a little jealous of Eminem right there. It's like all right, you're making a movie uh, about your life, right? Where you learn how to rap and stuff, and that's cool. And whoever you were banging at the time in the factory, if that what is actually a thing, was not as hot as Brittany Murphy is right now. And they pretty much just like go to town. 
Man, that that yeah. scene is like it's long of them just uh, like ramming. Again, I feel like I'm slamming a ghost here, but I just never thought Brittany Murphy was hot. <laughs> she just lost like a shit ton of weight after her first couple movies. Mm-hmm. Dyed her hair super blonde. And it just never looked that good. Yeah. I mean, you know, no offense, Brittany Murphy, but you know, <laughs> com- when you it's it's hard to go up against someone like Jessica Alba, but Brittany Murphy just not doing it for me. Yeah. She was like she was like the girl version of Michael Jackson. Oh. No, 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 no. The girl version of Michael Jackson is the Queen Bee herself. Uh, what's her name? Well, I'm um, saying, didn't they both die of like prescription drug overdoses and stuff too? Yes, but but no, dude. Have you not seen um, what what, dude? Who the hell's the Queen Bee? She used to rap with um with uh, Notorious B.I.G. Uh, Lil Kim. Yeah, Lil Kim is Asian now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got like a ton of surgery. Yeah, and and everybody's just like, oh my god. It's Michael Jackson 2.0. She went. She was black, and she went Asian. And she's like, her skin is white, and it's it's a crazy. She, it looks like it looks like actually like she's like a wear Asian, where like she's like caught halfway between like when all those photos were taken. Like well, you know, Kim is a strong Asian name. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but she was black, man, and she still looks black. It's just like sort of not as black as before. No, well, you know, that kind of does it for you. Right, well. So- Wait, wait, let, all right, let me let me continue my my top five babies. Oh yeah, oh my god, hurry right, up, finish that shit. Dude, all right, so so number two, number two, the ultimate being from Parasite Eve, the PlayStation. Oh, one. that's right. The final boss of Parasite Eve, which was awesome for its day. Uh, Eve births this giant ass thing, right? Like right, right on top of Statue of Liberty, gets all his ooze and everything all everywhere. I was crazy. Her water breaks and it's like everywhere. Uh, and this baby, this winged baby with his gigantic freaking head and a tail, comes out, and you have to fight it on a ship, on like a battleship in New York Harbor. And throughout the fight, it's like it's like the Dynamite Heady boss. You fight it. You're shooting the giant baby who's making all these crazy cooing sounds. And then it evolves into like a slightly older kind of a child, and then you beat it, and then it's like a little bit older, and then finally it turns into this like manta ray indestructible alien thing, and you have to like flee from it down these uh down through the battleship into the into like the core of the battleship, and then she stupidly says, "You know you where you are." You're in Hell's Kitchen! Kachan! Overloads the furnace or something and the battleship explodes. And then the black police officer jumps from a helicopter and he's <laughs> on fire, but he still comes to help save her. That's that's like, yeah, er- earlier in the fight. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no but, but it's like the only way you can damage the ultimate being is with these bullets that have, like, her sister's blood in them. Anyway... The ultimate being was pretty cool. I always thought it was pretty... Living in New York now, I'm like, wait a second, Aya Bray was the main character. She was a New York City resident. She wouldn't say you're in Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen is a place. It's like a section of streets in Manhattan up in Midtown and where Daredevil hangs out. Yeah. She wouldn't... She would be like, fuck you. (laughs) She'd be be like, say something in New York like, like, hey, forget about it. Yeah. Or just, I don't know. (laughs) Said something more in New York than just like, you're in Hell's Kitchen! Ha ha! You're in the jungle, baby! I know, even that's more New York. You're gonna die! Yeah, exactly. You're gonna get real fat and continue to sing this song, yeah! <laughs> yeah. Alright, so, number one. My number one video game baby. It's not a human baby, Eric. 
Okay. It's a baby dragon. There's this awesome game called Odin Sphere for the PS2. In the game, several times, it's it's bizarre how they set it up. There's five different chapters where he plays different characters. Each time you fight the same bosses in different kinds of scenarios. It's kick-ass. Mm. The artwork for the time was the best freaking artwork ever. It's great. Still, It still plays well. Uh, so you try and stop the birth of this dragon who's going to kill the world, but you can't stop it. This egg hatches, and this tiny little baby dragon comes out, and he's so adorable, and he has, like, eggshell on his head, and he does all these, like, like cute little baby dragon moves. Like, you can understand how, how, like, his breath is going to, like, you know, burn a hole through, like, the universe later, but right now it can only do, you know, like, across-the-screen kind of, like, damage. Mm. But he's awesome, and he's hard. He's like a he's this tough little bastard, and he like runs across the screen, rams the shit out of you, and like he's a great. It's like it's like a fun boss to play as. I think out of all the bosses, some of them were cheap as hell, uh, but the baby dragon I think was my favorite. So there's my number one video game baby of all time. Yeah. Mm. So I feel like there was a side scroller space shooting game where uh, a, you see the side of a huge baby head come out and attack you. Oh yeah, no, Contra, there's like there's like two Contra games that have like baby that have like baby themes and uh-huh. uh, you know, babies are often used as bosses and like I said like regular monsters and like horror uh video games. But mm-hmm. you know, I just feel like okay, it's like it's like excessive nudity like in a horror video game. You, you just come to expect it. Yeah, yeah, I love it. There is this um at the end of it, the worst, one of the worst Silent Hills, which is Silent Hill 5 uh, Revelations, the last boss is an extremely pregnant woman. Uh, I think it's called, like, Amnio or something. But she basically has, like, um, extre- like extreme pregnant belly going on, but she also is, like, uh, like, has, like, a hose going from her mouth to, like, her vagina. So it's like this crazy ass bondage pregnant thing that's like floating around and you have basically make you basically have to like like induce her to, to win the battle. Uh, I don't want to win that battle. I think I, I just quit. I know. And like what comes out is not my top 5 video game baby. Yeah. Yeah, boo. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So uh yeah, wait. Uh, I knew you had something else to talk about today. Oh, I got a couple of Thunderdomes for you. Okay. All right. Obviously, I'm in love with Robot Combat League on Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, yeah. Tuesday nights. Uh, check out our blog. Scroll down a little bit on, uh, or on our uh, jumpinpodcast.com. Check that out. I give a full review of that show. But in the last episode, one of the robots was taking such a pounding, mm-hmm. he got ripped in half. Nice. It was awesome. The fucking Decepticon one just t- took him out. Wait, what about the the one for like an axe for a head? Oh, he hasn't fought yet. Oh, they do okay. like two battles uh, every episode, mm-hmm. and it's a giant tournament. And is it it are the designers the ones that actually like fight them? No, it's cool. This one guy made all the robots. Okay, and he made them all like different. Like there's different sizes, reaches, weights. Mm-hmm. So they each have like a strength and a weakness and stuff. And then they just bring in people to uh you know to gun them up. Dude, those people are so lucky. They don't even know. Yeah, it's like they usually put like a nerd to move the legs and then like a athlete to do the arms. <laughs> so is it like connect? I haven't seen the show yet. Yeah, so like the, the guy who moves your legs just has joysticks, mm-hmm. video games it up. But yeah. then 
the person who does the arms has a harness over their arms and everything they move, the robot moves. However, they punch and swing their arms, which is awesome. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It's like, it's like the movie Real Steel almost. It's crazy. Right. Um, but this week, George Lucas's daughter's going to be stepping in the ring. Well, that's nerdy. She's piloting one of the... Uh, one of the robots, and George Lucas stops by to give her advice. <laughs> What's he going to say? And be like, oh, let's bring in a green screen, and let's talk government for a while, <laughs> and then we'll do some flips, and it will end terribly. I know exactly. All right, so if I was the producer for that show, which I, which I will never be, I hate reality TV, uh, I, think their, I think their plan would be, all right, bring in George Lucas, tell him, to say, may the force be with you to his daughter. Everybody cheers, cue the battle, and then it doesn't matter who wins, but you've, you've, like, you've tied it in. What's going to happen is the fight's going to start. Both of the robots are going to become self-aware. They're going to climb out of the arena. <laughs> they're going to eat Chris Jericho, and then they're going to kill George Lucas. I'm, I'm fine with that scenario, too. Doug Lucas must die. <laughs> we saw the scene in Jabba's palace where they're torturing droids for no reason. Oh, man. That... That was my cousin. <laughs> that box droid. No, no, no. Psst, ah! You fucking tortured droids for no reason, man. These robots are both going to climb out and they're just going to eat Lucas. You know what? I know they did it against robots, but when I was a kid, when I saw like the droid torture scene, that freaked the hell out of me. You oh, know? yeah. I always felt bad because you saw that droid in the first Star Wars movie on Tatooine. The oh, Jawas yeah. had him. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, man, he survived for two movies. Now he's getting his feet burned off. I know, and, and and like, and the one droid gets like his whole body ripped in half. They're like, C-3PO, this is gonna be you. Oh yeah, was, my master disintegrated him. Oh man, that was just like crazy, and and that was a great way to like, you know, show not or show not tell that Jabba is just like evil. Yeah, man. You know, he tortures droids. What they ever do to anyone, man? Yeah, they'll he'll he'll put the Wookiee in a room with like some like police sirens going off. It's like a Nicki Minaj song happening all the time. Well, Darth Vader did that to Chewbacca, but... Oh, did he? Yeah, that was in the second movie on when they tortured everyone in Cloud City. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of torture in those movies. Yeah, See, torture's cool. George Lucas Even was always... in the future. Lucas was always like, and people have said this too, well, the original Star Wars movies are for kids. And, I always, and I've always just said, like, no, they're not, man. It's like, I mean, it's good for the whole family, but, like, a lot of bad shit goes down. Yeah, man, I'm still... As much as I don't like Ewoks, it's it, I, it just like struck me to the core when the one Ewok's mom gets killed, and then the Ewok comes back. He's like, "Oh no, hey, no, 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 no. Just, like shaking it. His dad, and he's like, Ugh. "Yeah." When he realizes his mom's dead. I mean, they showed us the charred remains of Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru, the fucking skeletons. I know, and they chopped off Luke's hand and shit, and they made him kiss his sister. Ew, gross. <laughs> yeah, Although for a time he was just like. When he asks Han Solo, or Han's like, so, uh, you think uh, me and the princess? And Luke's like, no. Yeah. No, nah. never. <laughs> it's bullshit. He's like, I'm hitting that. Get the fuck away. I claimed it. It's mine. <laughs> the girl is mine. Mine, mine. Yeah, so anyways, they're going to kill George Lucas. When If you listen to this episode, probably on a Tuesday, that uh, Tuesday night, that very night that you listen to us, mm. is uh, George Lucas on Robot Combat League. You guys got to check this shit out. It's awesome. That's cool. Like, even if you want to just fast-forward it to the actual robot fights, 
they don't let you down because only one walks away the winner. So the other one just gets ripped to pieces. You know what? Dude, this could be the greatest new Walt Disney ride of all time. You know how they sometimes have like an experience, kind of like a game show at like Disney World or MGM or something? Uh-huh. We would rule at Robot Combat, man. We would go in and wreck the other family. Oh, yeah. You know, it wouldn't even be a contest. And, like, you know, like, our, our family would, like, run distraction. Like, our dad would go in there and, like, you know, beat the hell out of their dad, you know, oh, yeah. while we, like, wreck shit in the combat uh, on the, the arena. I'd go for intimidation. Mm. I would spray gasoline on my robot and light it on fire <laughs> before the match starts. Yes. Like, ah, oh, oh, <laughs> this is coming running at you. <laughs> like, what are you going to do to that? I would want to. I would want to strap some kind of giant robot dong on ours, so they're thinking about the dong the whole time, and we could have some kind of like family friendly yet like um you know like impl- implying um you know like slogan that has to do with robot dong. No, I wouldn't even imply anything. Like, let's just fuck the other team's <laughs> robot. Let's just break its arms off and then fuck it. Uh. <laughs> we win through submission. Oh, uh, brutality, dude. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Like, <laughs> let there be no confusion <laughs> as to what we just did to you. <laughs> uh, it's like, well, I see your uh, your robot has an axe for a head. Ours has an axe for a penis. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for axe to fight. I'll let you know when that one's coming up. Um, also... <laughs> Another cool show is coming back. Well, it's coming back tonight. We're taping this on a Sunday. Mm. So you'll probably miss this episode, but start watching next week. Loiter Squad is back. What's that? AKA Black Ass. Black Ass? Oh, really? They wanted to call themselves Black Ass because uh, they're a hip hop group that does jackass style uh, stunts and pranks. Oh, wait. Is it, are those. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys are cool. Odd, Odd Future. Yes. Odd Future was starring Tyler, the creator, who everyone last year when we reviewed Lighter Squad, no one knew about him. And then he's like actually performed at the Grammys and shit. Now everyone knows who he is. Wow. All right. So, yeah, Tyler, the creator and Odd Future are back. Lighter Squad starts again uh, Sunday night, which is tonight. So uh, it's on like, I don't know, Sunday nights, 12 of like midnight or 1145. So, yes. But it's funny. It's like half of them are like pranks and then half of them were just crazy ass skits and it's actually produced by the jackass producers dick house so oh there you go awesome they found <laughs> they found the new generation it's like it's like jackass it's awesome. the next generation yeah i like it so dude i have a very important question to ask you yes who would win in a fight spider-man the hulk captain america or thor ah thor yeah yeah it's gotta be thor why is that well, Thor has got the power and the brains, mm-hmm. the amazing weapon, and True. a powerful daddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he, and he's got lightning on his side. It's like, yeah, oh, Hulk is probably, you know, a little bit stronger, and Captain America might be a little bit smarter, and Spider-Man sucks. So I think <laughs> Thor is the best well-rounded guy. He's going to win. Okay. And, and he can fly. He's got the hammer. He's got lightning. You know. He could probably crush Captain America's head in his hand. Yeah, but Thor he did wins. Get, he did get around the shield, though. You know what I mean? Like, like Captain America, he's got like military training too, and he's got that shield, which in the Avengers movie, you know, totally negated uh, the hammer. Now, here's what Thor does: Thor grabs Captain America, throws him into a swimming pool, and then sends lightning down into the swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> it's over, son. You want to hide behind that metal shield now? Ah, you're dead. I gotcha. <laughs> All right, cool. Spider Man. Spider Man doesn't even factor into it. Well, Spider Man just like he. I mean, he's there for comic relief. He always has been. Yeah. 
You know, and Hulk, you know, he Hulk's got the power, but I mean, Thor, Thor is going to outlast him. I hear that. I mean, and Hulk has like anger management issues, you know, like, and he's got like nobody, and nobody likes the Hulk. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they're like, ah, fuck the Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> but actually, don't fuck the Hulk. You will die. It'll be like horse penis. Beat his In- ass. Indestructible horse penis. Ah. Yeah. No, uh, Thor wins that one. But speaking of uh, superheroes, I just watched the second last episode of Young Justice. Shit, dude. I've watched the third last. <laughs> oh, well, let me tell you. The second last one is fucking awesome. It's about time. They've been wrapping up threads, man. The Reach has been getting fucked over. This one's really good. This one's The Reach, The Light, Young Justice Team, mm-hmm. all in the same room. With like the, the last episode I saw, Blue Beetle and Green Beetle got taken away from the reach like there was uh, there was this temple they finally uh, like asserted control over their scarabs so the reach lost like two out of three of their main like heavy hitters yeah so and then and then at the end of the episode um queen b was like was like yes now that we haha we allowed that to happen now we can fuck over the reach now this this is really good this episode i mean it ties up a lot of shit that's cool like there was thirty seconds I rewound just to kind of listen to it again. I loved, I loved that the um, in the third last episode, finally, um, finally McGann, uh, Miss Martian, dumps um, Lagoon Boy. Yeah, she's like, "Sorry, you just my rebound," and he's all pissed. And she, and he's like, "Is this about Connor?" And she's like, "No, it's about me." But then as soon as she gets back to the base, she's like, "Hey, where's Connor?" Yeah, hey, where's where's the studly <laughs> muscle guy that doesn't look like a crayfish? Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, like the <laughs> good boy's wang is probably like fish shaped. It probably is a fish that's like grafted to his waist. It doesn't even have a dick. He's like, I'm just gonna shoot this stuff out near you, <laughs> and you just kind of coast near it and take it. That's right. I think I think he did that in the, like a couple episodes. He was like, like an octopus. Yeah. yeah, let's have sex like a salmon. You just shoot your stuff out. I'll shoot my stuff out, and we'll just let it mingle. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. That's gross. You know, she, you know, they probably did that. You know, she could turn into whatever she wants. She probably turned herself into like a salmon, and he's like, "Yes, yes, my Phil Hartman fantasy." Yeah. Well, if you've been following Young Justice forever, tune in this Saturday for the finale. If you haven't, then don't, because you need to watch them all. Wait, is it is it like <laughs> a two episode finale? What is it like a two episode finale? No, like I watched the second last one yesterday. Oh shit! And the last one is this coming Saturday. Oh, gotcha. It's over. Oh man. Well, at least you know. Once again, Eric, you've reminded me that a Young Justice episode is, is out there on the internet for me to watch. So I'm going to get to it right now. Yeah, you got to enjoy that shit. Like I said, and we just got to hope that it maybe DC Animated makes a movie. If not, we'll have to enjoy the video game when it comes out in like September, I think. Word. And, but uh, I get, I bet that video game gets no marketing push whatsoever since oh, of course. everything it's based on is dead. The cartoon and comic book are no more. Well, and it was like... You know, it, it's probably just like it's probably just like Aliens, Colonial Marines, where like nobody wants it, and you know they're sending like their worst guys to work on it because you know it should have come out in between season one and season two of Young Justice. That would have been the perfect time. Yeah. You know, instead it's like it's coming out after season two, and who gives a shit? I'm buying it. <laughs> good. All right. I am good. buying it. You know, who knows? Maybe a bunch of us nerds will all buy it, and they're like, "Oh shit, this property still got something. Maybe we should, uh, you know." At keep least, going. At least, unlike most video games, you know, like, it'll have, I'm hoping, like, you know, the voice actors from the show, the writers from the show, possibly, that'd be nice. Yep. 
You know, it'll be like, actually, like, maybe it'll be like that uh, Batman animated series game where, like, retroactively people are like, this is, like, the greatest game ever. And it's like yeah, a lost episode. Yeah, I mean, episode. it's supposed to address what happens during the five-year gap. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's continuity. Awesome. So. All right, well, well cool, right. man. That was fun. Check mm -hmm. us out. Jumpmanpodcast.com, eldergeek.com, iTunes. You know, get the shit set straight to you. Uh, head us up. You know, we've been Facebook heavy for a while now. So, uh, you know, feel free to get on there and post us. What you think about uh, the Obi-Wan Darth Vader fight? I want to know what love is. <laughs> want you to show me. So, uh, yeah, we're at Jumpman Podcast. Check us out, jumpmanpodcast.com. We're a weekly video game slash movie slash whatever podcast. And thanks so much for listening, guys. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, and we're also taking over Twitter. Hashtag <laughs> sex awesome. Sex awesome, huh? <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, here we go. Sex awesome. All right. Soup. Bye. Jump man engage. I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand, one shall fall. <laughs>